On March 8th, 2022, while returning from an off-roading adventure in Baja, California, Mexico, I was arrested at a military checkpoint when they found my 40 caliber pistol that I had misplaced in my truck. I was arrested. For the next 58 days, my wife and family were manipulated, extorted, and lied to. This podcast is that story. In our last episode, we concluded after a visit with my wife. During that visit is when we started to discuss in code to some degree what was going on. I asked her what was happening. She was really vague with me and said, I can't tell you, but I'm working on it. I said, why can't you tell me? She said, I'll tell you when you're home. I was frustrated and really confused. Knowing she wouldn't answer any questions, I looked at her and I said, how much? She looked at me and said, 70. At that point, I thought to myself, this is really upsetting. That seems like a lot of money. From what everybody's told me so far, it should cost me about 30,000 to get out of here. Nonetheless, I don't want to fight with my wife. So if that's what we need to have on reserves to get me out of here, Whatever, just get me out of here. We finish the visit and go on. She tells me I'll see the new lawyer shortly. So I'm looking forward to that to find out what's going on. As of now, in case you're trying to keep track, I had the first attorney that I fired on day one, who was a friend of the DA. The second attorney, was Sarah, who was brought in last minute on my first day at court. Realizing that she wasn't capable of getting me out as fast as I wanted to get out, someone from the outside pressured my wife and told her he had a person that would get me out immediately and for her to stop working with the attorney she's working with and work with his person immediately. So everything switches gears now for a third time. When I think about how much money she spent, I tell her, Based on my conversations with everyone in the prison, history, and what these guys know that they've seen, for that kind of money, I should have got out of here already. What is going on? She insists she can't tell me anything until I get out. I'm visibly frustrated at this point. Our entire conversation we're having, tears are streaming from my face because I can't believe I'm in this situation with my family. We wrap up the visit, I go back to the cell. Over the next few days, I start putting the pieces together on my own. I'm thinking to myself, she dropped off the money on Friday the 25th. On the first, she tells me I'll be meeting with my new attorney. Everyone's assured her this is a sure bet and this is the guy to go with. I can't figure out why this is taking so long because for the last two weeks, I keep getting told I'm going to get out in the next few days. I get called to go see Primo. The guard won't leave us alone as I'm sitting in the chair getting my blood pressure taken. He brings me in. The guard doesn't speak any English, so it's okay to talk right in front of him. As I'm 
ankle cuffed and wrist cuffed, sitting in a chair with a blood pressure machine on my arm. He tells me, my friend, I hate to tell you this. I don't think this guy that you're working with in Cabo is a good guy. I said, why not? Today he called me and asked me if I know any lawyers here in Mexicali. Instantly, I'm furious. My blood pressure starts to increase. My eyes well up with tears as I'm sitting here shackled and handcuffed knowing that I've spent enough money so far to get me out of here. Or let me correct that. My wife has spent enough money to get me out of here so far. This was supposed to be a sure thing. And now I find out that this scumbag doesn't know anyone here in Mexicali. This is the longest walk back to the cell. Not just because I've got ankle cuffs on, but all I can do is go over and over in my head what could possibly be happening. I'm super frustrated, and I was told by my wife I should be seeing the attorney soon. I won't be able to speak to her until next Thursday. All I can do is stew and go over this and grind it over in my head and talk to the guys in my cell. Everybody's pretty upset. Eddie tells me he's got a friend. Say the word, they'll go pay this guy a visit. I said, that's not what I'm looking for. I just want to get out of here. He says, man, you've been super cool since you've been in here. I would love to help you any way that I can. One part of me is so filled with rage that I'm thinking I should. The second part is I'm better than that. Don't worry about it. Just focus on getting home. For some reason, Primo's working the next day. He normally works Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Wednesday I go see him. He tells me that the guy in Cabo is gonna send money to get the lawyer started right away. On my way back, I was put in the holdup area. It was during lunch service, so with, within 30 minutes, over 60 people were in the holdup. I spoke with the guy from 307. He got 10 years for drugs, gang banging, and guns. He was here three and a half years before he was sentenced. Lots of stories like this in here. It also depends on why you're here and if you can make a deal. He wasn't, so he served five of 10. Mike slipped me some deodorant today on the way to medical. It's getting hot here and people are getting irritated. It's 3.30 now. It'll be another long night. It was so hot trying to sleep last night. I'm just stewing over my situation right now. Workout was cut short. I went to medical and came back. I did some laundry and took a nap. It's too hot. It's only 90 degrees here and it's April. In the summertime, it gets to 120 degrees. The next morning, I meet with the attorney for the first time. Mr. Cabo, who's supposed to be there, is not there. I tell him, knowing what I know now, I want you to understand one thing. This guy is not paying for anything. My wife sent the money, so this guy is holding my wallet. Do you understand? Through the translator, he shakes his head yes. I said, so you work for me, not him. He agrees. Previously, when I was speaking with my wife, she said, you don't understand how big this is when I question the money. She said, there are seven people to pay off 
and my case goes to Mexico City. At least that's what she's been told. In this first meeting with the attorney, I ask him, how many people do we need to pay for me to go home? He looks at me after hearing the translator, holds up his index finger and says, just one person. I ask for confirmation. This is just the DA, correct? Yes, just the DA. I now ask him, do you know my DA? He says, yes, I do. That's one of the important things when you're trying to get out of there, that your attorney has a relationship with your specific DA. He tells me, I've already made some phone calls. He's a little reluctant to do a deal because he thinks this may be a setup based on your first court date. I said, please tell him I'm sorry. It's what my attorney told me to say. I didn't want to get him in trouble. I then ask him, does my case go all the way to Mexico City? He looks at me as if it's a ridiculous question and shakes his head no. He points down and says, your case is right here. At this point, I'm even more furious that they're lying to my wife and this has all been a bunch of garbage for the past couple weeks. There's been nothing happening at all. And meanwhile, they're telling my wife, it's a couple more days. They just hired this attorney today. So as of now, I've been incarcerated for 30 days and I now have an attorney working on this that can get me out of here. I get back to the cell in time to finish my workout and I've got lots of rage to work out on. 100 burpees, 250 bicycles, 50 sit-ups. I hopped in the shower. Now the guard says it's yard time as soon as I get in the shower. So I splash myself with a bucket of water and I put clothes on even though I just got done sweating and I can't stop sweating as I'm walking out to the yard. I scramble down to the lunch line only to leave and let Eddie stay there. I've got to go see if I've got my number yet so I can call Megan. I call Megan right away. I'm on the phone to let her know my new discovery that this guy was full of crap. She starts to argue with me. She says, Bill, you don't know what you're talking about. In light of recent information that I've received that she doesn't know that I know, and she has no idea, I'm starting to get really frustrated. She then tells me, Bill, you need to calm down. The guys in your cell are filling your head full of a bunch of stuff. I'm even more enraged now. My wife, being really calm and trying to be the one who's cool and collected in this conversation, says, did you meet the attorney today with Mr. Cabo? He was supposed to be there with the attorney. I said, no, he wasn't here. That proves he's a scumbag. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's full of crap and he has no connections down here in Mexicali. My wife, again, trying to calm me down. Bill, don't understand what's going on. There's lots happening here. Meanwhile, she's sending a text message to Mr. Cabo. She texts him, you said you were going to be there to meet with my husband. Why weren't you there? In the meanwhile, the recording comes on and tells me I have 60 seconds left. My wife's starting to get a little frustrated this time. I'm now out of minutes. The phone disconnects. I scramble around the yard. First, I go to Julio. He's on the phone with his family. I go see Pedro. He's on the phone. I'm now looking for someone else. The other guys are in line. 
and I just need to have somebody's card so I can use the phone. I finally get to Rudy. Rudy, I need to use your card. I gotta call my wife back, please. Yeah, here, no problem, buddy. Everybody's real reluctant to give away their card or their number so that no one will use their time. I scramble back to the phone. Now someone's on the phone that I was just on. So now I have to find another phone to use. I finally find a phone. I pick it up. It's not working. I go to the next phone. It doesn't work. I watch a guy hang up a phone and I race over to that telephone. I have to call Cocho over to help me use the phone because I can't understand the recording. He dials the number. It doesn't go through. We hang up. We do it again. Each time we do this, it takes about a minute and a half, and there's about 15 minutes left of yard time. I've got to get back on the phone with Megan. That phone call cannot end like this. I finally get the phone call to go through. Megan answers. She's hysterical, crying. I said, babe, what's going on? She tells me Mr. Cabo told her, I don't need this stress from you. I'm doing this as a favor for free. I can give you all your money back and you can deal with this on your own. I said, what is happening? She said to me, he just said he'll give me all my money back. I said to her, good, we have the right attorney now. We don't need him anymore. She tells me I don't know what I'm talking about. She just wants to hang up the phone. I realize this continues to keep getting worse the more combative I am. So I instantly drop it. I say, I'm sorry, babe. Let's not talk about this. Let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about what's going on. Let's change the subject. She's still struggling to compose herself on the phone because she's really upset. We talk about the kids a little bit. I try to change the subject. I figure we can just wrap up the phone call now and I may have done more damage by calling her. We hang up the phone, I tell her I love her, and now I'm even more angry. On Thursday, I go to see Primo to get an update as to what's going on. It's different people down in medical. This is weird. I don't know if this has anything to do with the big blow up yesterday, and now I'm starting to wonder if things are gonna take a turn for the worse. I keep replaying things over and over in my head. I could hardly sleep last night. I don't know what's going on. And now Primo not being here, this just adds to the confusion. I don't know if this is connected to my phone call yesterday. He didn't tell me he was taking any days off. I always expect to see him every Tuesday and Thursday. I go back to the cell. It's longer than normal, it seems like. I'm in a daze. All I can think about is what is going on and are things changing because of all this? My phone call yesterday with Megan. The guy in Cabo now knows that I know what's going on. I'm hoping this guy just doesn't walk with my money. That happens here all the time. I get back to the cell. Eddie and Cocho went to court this morning. Cocho will get his offered sentence. Eddie has a new public defender. His lawyer dropped him after the last court. Eddie asked the judge some questions, and the judge kind of scolded his attorney. Now me, I'll just sit here and wait. I don't even know why they left or why Primo's not here. I don't know why I can't get a hold of anybody, and I won't be able to talk to my wife until next Thursday. The next day, Saturday, and it's Talacha. That's the day they clean the cell. Winnie, Trenta, Pirata, and also Cocho 
all those guys were cleaning the cell that day. There was a big airing of grievances this morning. Eddie starts workouts before 10 o'clock. Today we started at 9.30. First day that I haven't gone to medical. Today was so long being trapped in the cell all day. There was an Adam Sandler movie playing today. Of course, it's all in Spanish. The one with Jennifer Aniston. It makes me think of my wife. God, I miss her. I miss everything. Hopefully Tuesday is good news. I'm so tired of being here. It's about 9 p.m. and we're watching boxing. It's so hot right now. Everybody takes a shower before they go to bed. When you can't get out of the cell, the days get extra long. Lunch was stew with cowhead meat. Dinner was chili quiles, or some sad version of it. I had a cup of soup just now. It's all for now. I miss home. That's what I wrote in my journal that day. Sunday, April 10th, day 33. Journal entry. I'm still here. Breakfast was eggs and a ham torta. I slept till 8.45. Worked out at 9.30. 50 Navy SEALs, 25 burpees, 30 sit-ups, 150 bicycles. Today I showered and did laundry. Now it's time to sit and sweat. I'm upset that this scumbag in Baja got to Megan. I would drop him in a second. I hope to hear good news from the lawyer on Tuesday. I just need to get to a phone to figure things out. Next time I'll have a plan is Thursday. And I don't know how much time I'm going to have on the phone. Megan will be here Friday for a visit. I've grown so tired of most of the people in the cell. Movies are playing. Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2, Jack Reacher, not great to watch in Spanish. Today took forever. I need this to be over. Journal entry from Monday, day 33. Breakfast, cornflakes. Nope. Went back to bed, got up at around 9.15. Worked out at 9.30. 75 burpees, 250 bicycles, 65 sit-ups. Showered. Lunch was some kind of bone chicken neck soup nothing better than hot soup on a hot day took a nap till 2 this can't be over soon enough day 35 journal entry same stuff different day I got something in my eye and it's super irritated I got called to notification notification is where you go to get information updated about your case I'm thinking I'm going to see my date that I'll be going to court this will be over soon. I go to notification only to get notified that they've officially changed my attorney. Talk about a letdown. When I was leaving notification, instead of going back to my cell, I made a right and wandered over to medical as if I had a reason to be there. I told the guard that I was there to see Primo because it's Tuesday. I sat in the holding cell over there for about an hour, and then he sent me back to my room. I never got to go into medical. I hate it here. The lawyer is supposed to be here today. He no-showed, and I'm not happy. Wednesday, April 14th, day 36, journal entry. I got up and went to medical. I have pink eye. They gave me medicine. My eye felt better after half a day. You happen to get pink eye in here, sometimes when fecal matter might get in your eye. I'm finding it hard to believe that I did that, but maybe that's what happened. I don't know, 
I'm thoroughly disgusted by it, and this place is filthy. When I went down to medical, Randall was going, so we got to spend some time together while we were on the holdup in medical. We talked for a little bit, then we went back to the cell. Did nothing else but waste my day and watch TV. Thursday, April 14th, day 37. Today's yard day, and I'll get to talk to Megan on the phone. My only happiness this week. I get a surprise to go to medical. Primo was there. I was there for over an hour. He told me, as well as the attorney, that the DAs agreed to $25,000. He says to me, I don't know what's going on. The guy from Baja won't send the money. He only gives us $15,000. When we told him the DA agreed to $25,000, he says to me on the phone, Oh, hell no. This guy does not have this money. Instantly, I just sit there, enraged, knowing how much money my wife has already spent so far, and to hear this bullcrap come back from this guy who's trying to steal money from me. Primo looks at me and says, Is that a problem? I said, No, he has the money. I need you to help me, I tell him. I need you to call my wife. No. He told me I'm not supposed to call your wife. I need you to call her and tell her that he's not sending the money to pay the DA so I can go home. He's reluctant. I convince him and I keep working on it. I really need you to call my wife. Just tell her that he's not sending the money and that's delaying me getting out of here. He says he'll call me back down at five o'clock and tell me what happened. I got to talk to my wife for about an hour today at Yard. It was great. She told me how my son stepped up at work and started taking everything over. I'm so proud of him. I miss seeing his wife, Nico, and the baby, my new grandbaby. Also, my mother and father-in-law. He never called me back at five, and I didn't see the lawyer either. The Bible's been playing all week since it's Holy Week, Semana Santa, also spring break. Hopefully good news. Tomorrow's Friday. I'll get to visit Megan, Ronnie, and Evan. So happy for that. Visit day. Just like before, everybody's up at 6 a.m. getting ready, getting their press clothes on, all their gifts to give, and all that good stuff. The anticipation of going to see your family is tense. It's super quiet in the cells and everybody's just listening to hear their name called as the guard comes waddling down the hall. I get out super late. It's 9.15. Visiting starts at 8 a.m. I've now lost an hour and 15 minutes. They only had one person working the desk, so it took longer. My two sons didn't come in because they're not on my list. I didn't even think I'd be here that long, so I didn't put their names on my list. In the beginning, I was told I'd be out of here in a couple days. Megan looked great. Her new glasses are cute. I don't know how I got so lucky. I love her so much. It felt good to hold her hand and hug her. I wish I was home. Asked her to get my personal property. I hope that goes well. Her smile melts my soul. God, I love her. I hope the ride home is good. No lawyer today. Well, we talked about Ronnie and Madison and how we hope our kids find love like we did. 
It's about 7 p.m. now. I bought Winnie's bunk today until I leave, which I hope is soon. I need to be home with my people. We got a new guy in the cell tonight, Luis. Everybody calls him Solo. He was here for 11 years, got out for two months, and now he's back. He's 29 years old. That means he came here when he was 18. I hope to hear from my attorney over the weekend, or at least by Monday at the latest. Everyone's having a great time because it's spring break over here. I guess it could be worse. I have such a different view of being home with my family now. They just announced today they're going to start weekly visits. I'll let Megan know on Thursday, if I'm still here. I hope not. Megan told me weekends were her favorite. Now she dreads them without me. Same here. Over the weekend, they finally brought the money that they needed to give to the DA to secure the deal. You don't get any type of deal until you make the payment. You pay half up front, and you pay the other half when you get the court date. So now I should be out of here, supposedly within the next week. Man, I'm looking forward to this. When they brought the money to Primo, they sent two guys that I'm assuming are off-duty police officers because they were both brandishing weapons. They made him sign for the balance of money that he got in case he decided to run off. He told me about it. There were some veiled threats there. I felt bad that he's in the middle of the situation. But screw that guy in Cabo who's trying to steal my money. What a scumbag. Now they've got the cash to finalize the deal. Hopefully this thing will be over soon enough. They tell me it's a couple days, usually about four or five days to get a court date. So I'm thinking I should be out of here within a week. Day 40, 4 Easter Sunday. This is the first time in 22 years I haven't been with my kids. This sucks. I hope Megan's okay. Today for breakfast, we had a pumpkin turnover. Lunch was spaghetti with ham and onions and beans, of course. I'm trying so hard not to think about home. I need to focus on here, waiting to work out, then shower. We had a late dinner. It was chips with powdered cheese and beans. It was a long day. They watched Passion of the Christ, some of Exodus. Went to bed at midnight. Guys in the cell are too loud. Young guys and no respect. Day 41, Monday, April 18th. Eggs and cheese for breakfast. Hoping my attorney shows up today. I'm waiting. Lunch was bone soup with beans. Dinner was cheese curd soup, about five pieces. It's four o'clock now, still no lawyer. I'm bummed about that. Workout was 100 burpees, 150 bicycles, 30 sit-ups, 45 tricep, 45 curls with the jug. Went to bed upset, another day gone. Day 42, Tuesday, April 19th. Slept through breakfast, Woke up at 8.30. Workout was 50 burpees, 75 air squats, 45 sit-ups, 200 bicycles. Showered, laundry, and now it's lunch. Still no lawyer. Starting to give up on this week. 
Well, at 12.30, the attorney showed up, and without a translator, I used Mike. He has submitted paperwork. We should have a court date in the next five days. He told me I'd be out of here in a week. Now he's telling me they had to submit paperwork. He had to pay extra 10,000 pesos to submit paperwork so that I could get an expedited court date. I was under that impression last week. He'll be back this Thursday to tell me what day. I hope it's Friday. Now at least I know there's an end in sight. One thing is for sure, I have lost weight and my big belly. Get back, work on my health, braces, hernia surgery, and lose my last 30 or 40 pounds. Get healthy, keep working out with Megan every day. Evan and Theo too, Andrew if he wants to. It's about 5 p.m. We just got number 19 in our cell. Diablo's his name. He got arrested for having two AR-15s, one Uzi and one 40 caliber. I hope I get out of here sooner than later. Dinner was frank and beans with rice. I actually ate everything and I left the roll. I felt like crap. God, please move this quickly. Wednesday, April 20th, day 43. Now that I'm sleeping on the bunk, the people on the floor sleep in extra late so that we can't work out early. I probably prayed 20 times today for court to be Friday. Today's Wednesday. Getting a little bummed I'll be here through the weekend, but at least I'm leaving. Still sucks. I think about home too much. I had a bad day. Several people went out for different reasons. RPPA, they call it, and some went to medical. Not me. I'll just sit here all day. I may not even shower. Who knows? Not a good day because I'm here. I really dislike everything today. I don't like this high school behavior. Soap opera watching, news, Mexican music. Today I hate it all, and it's because I'm still here. 43 days in, and a few guys slept mostly all day, then stay up all night with the TV at full blast. No respect for people sleeping. I talked to Diablo today. He's the new guy that came in for three gun charges. It's funny. He says his attorney's gonna get him out for $600 in the next two weeks. If that happens, I'm gonna lose my mind. Everybody else in the cell doesn't think it's gonna happen. And there's lots more guys that think they're leaving that end up coming and going with their supposed date of exit. They never get to go to notification, which is when it notifies you of what your court date is. Diablo, when he was sleeping, was snoring and it sounded like there was a pigeon in the cell. So when he woke up, I was joking with him and said, your new nickname should be Pigeon, because you sound like a pigeon. It was pretty funny. I come to find out he's 52 years old, so I'm not the oldest guy in the cell now. Day 45, Friday, April 22nd, journal entry. It's 4 p.m. They're watching 13 going on 30. It reminds me of Megan, but it's in Spanish. It's super loud in here today. They've got hammer drills and everything going next door because they're building six extra bunks like they did in our cell. Getting this bunk was a game changer. The only bummer is if I get down off the bunk, someone wants to get up on the bunk. The day after I got the bunk, Megan brought a piece of foam. You're allowed one piece of foam for each inmate. 
and this piece of foam my buddy Chuck bought for me. It's the most expensive piece of foam that he could buy in the States. Memory foam and super dense. All the guys came up to the bunk after I got the foam and they'd pinch it like a stack of money. And they'd say, oh, very good, very good. And then they would ask me if they could get one. There's a couple guys in here that don't have foam pads. So I'm gonna ask Megan to bring some foam pads the next time she comes. One of the things I mentioned earlier was that I purchased Winnie's bunk. Winnie's from Sinaloa and was running drugs for the cartel. He decided rather than to have them bail him out, he would do his time and then he would not have an obligation to fight for him anymore. I woke up one morning and said, who wants to sell me their bunk? I should be out of here in a couple weeks. There was some discussion and Winnie, whose family doesn't have much money, he said, I'll sell you my bunk for 2,000 pesos. That's $100 US. Getting that bunk for me was a game changer. I talked to Megan before she came to visit and I told her what was gonna take place and that she would need to meet with Winnie's wife outside the prison and give her 2,000 pesos in cash so she could put money on his books. Getting this bunk was such a nice change. Now I actually had a place to live, a quote unquote home. My stuff would sit on the bunk, my bag with all my extra shirts, underwear and socks, which was also my pillow, had a nice place to stay. Every time you left to go to medical or leave the cell, always somebody jumped up on your bunk. Usually on my bunk, it was Winnie, but that made such a huge difference for the last couple of weeks that I was there. Day 44, Thursday, April 21st. Today was yard day. Good thing I can talk to family. Spoke with Megan, had her call Andrew. We discussed business and his family. Megan took her car in to get the brakes done by my buddy Tom. I did her brakes last time, but apparently I put the squeak clips on backwards, so it made a lot of racket. He asked if she could call her husband when he was looking at the brakes, and she just started bawling. She's got a tough time ever since I've been in here. Anybody brings me up or texts her and asks how I'm doing, it just gets her all upset. I had her call my brother George. I haven't talked to George since I've been in here. As soon as he picked up the phone, I started crying and he started crying. I told him, stop crying, you big fat baby. But it was good to talk to him. I told him hopefully I'd be out next week. I just met with the attorney after yard. Still nothing, no date. He tells me it might be within the next five to seven days. That sucks. Megan's gonna be so bummed out when she hears this. I'm so down right now, but I need to focus on being here. The lower I get, the longer the days become. I guess I'll just focus on reading my scriptures more. Day 46, Saturday, April 23rd. This morning's been a roller coaster of emotions. So much to think about, and everyone sleeps until 10.30. It's so annoying. I'm hoping to work out today. I find myself having a harder time sleeping in after 5 a.m. wake up. I woke up at 7.30, and I listen to everybody snore and fart, make all kinds of noises. It's beyond annoying. I can't go back to sleep. I hope I can go to medical today. I was able to watch two episodes of Magnum P.I. in Spanish. I grabbed the remote this morning. Now it's Canine Cop with Jim Belushi. It's about 11 o'clock. I read some of the New Testament today. 
not like it matters. I'm getting really low now. I'm excited to see the kids tomorrow. I hope I can hold it together. I was able to talk to the guard and put my kids' names on my books so they could visit me. I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Workout was 100 burpees, 50 sit-ups, 250 bicycles, 40 arm curls, 45 tricep dips. Day 47, Sunday, April 24th. I'm looking forward to seeing Megan and the kids today. I'm so excited. I get up super early because today's visiting day. This is the worst part of waiting for visits. The first couple guys get called out right away. They leave. The next couple guys get called out. Then they leave. There's about six of us that have visitors today. And I'm waiting. Now an hour's gone by. I'm starting to wonder what's going on. It's 9.30. The time keeps going. Another guy gets called. I'm thinking maybe it's the same thing. They probably just have one person at the desk and that's why it's taking so long. It's now 11 o'clock. I haven't been called to visit. My mind starts racing. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Maybe Megan was tired driving down here. She could have been in a car accident. She said she was gonna visit me when I talked to her on the phone. I don't know why she wouldn't come visit me. Maybe something happened. Maybe they kidnapped her. I don't know what's going on. I can't use the phone. I'm going crazy sitting in here trying to figure out why my wife, who promised me she'd come visit me today, didn't visit me. I can't ask anybody questions. I can't make any phone calls. All I can do is sit here in the cell. I feel like I got kicked in the gut. This is the worst experience. I'm going insane trying to figure out what's going on. With the weird things that happened last week, when Primo was off on weird days, and now Megan not coming to visit me today, I don't know if everything's just taken a turn and gone completely sideways. I pray to God she's okay. I guess I'll have to find out on Thursday. Today's Sunday. This is going to be the longest week of my life. The show is hosted by me, Bill Sagrinos. Music and audio engineering are by Ryan Connect. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying this story so far and want to show support, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 